to sing these songs because the Lord opened my eyes just when I said Zechariah chapter 10 and I started to see a river flow. This is what I was seeing. That's why I started to sing. 
Ezekiel 47 it is. The river that heals. The river that lifts. This is part of the meeting. It's part of the meeting. God is already doing things in our lives. You reign. 
Thank you, eternal one. Thank you for making us just as you are. Do not be commit has made you just eternal as he is. Benante la gabara skema habe. 
in spirit and in truth truth is needed and spirit is needed truth in the person of Jesus Christ and truth in the person of who you are through him and spirit by the Holy Ghost so when you come like this and you don't know what to say and you don't know how to start you can lift your voice and just pray in the Holy Ghost you can lift your voice and just pray in the Holy Ghost you can lift your voice and just build your most holy faith you can lift your voice and just build your most holy faith you can build your most holy faith. You can lift your voice and build your most holy faith. You can build your most holy faith. Lift your voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening, people of God. I believe you are all doing well. Glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus, glory to Jesus. Wow. I thank God for your lives, people of God. I'm so excited to have all of you here. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well. By the special grace of God. God bless you and keep all of you strong. You want to tap the share button and invite all your friends and loved ones. Invite them. Tell them that the power of God is still active. Turning things around in the midst of his people. Tell them that we have still come. Even to the water brooks of the spirit of the Lord. And we are about to draw from the Lord once again. Invite your friends and loved ones. God bless you. Softly, softly, sing in tongues. Radha Shutaya. Softly, sing to your lover.
Thank you, Father. We give you praise and the glory this evening. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and the glory. Thank you for this wonderful evening that you have prepared by your Spirit. We exalt you. Thank you for bringing us before your everlasting throne, even to train our hands to fight and our arms to war. Be thou glorified, eternal one. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you for the training that you are giving to us by your spirit. Thank you that at all times we conquer the adversary. Thank you that at all times our souls are on fire. Thank you, eternal one, without glorified. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that this evening you will set our souls on fire. Anything within us that causes us to be cold in our work with you, mighty God. Let your fire burn it in the mighty name of Jesus. And lift us, O Lord, from the place of comfort. 
and bring us to the place even of work and fire that we shall always walk with your spirit be thou glorified mighty one of israel have your way tonight in jesus precious mighty name amen Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We want to know your ways, Lord. We want to know your will. In the name of Jesus. Even though the scripture said, 
For as far as the heavens are from the earth, so are the ways of the Lord from the ways of man. But Lord, we will journey even to the place of your will. Take us through the waters. Hey, Madavias. And if there is anything that is withholding us from walking into the place of your ways, mighty God, break it from us, mold us, shape us into that which you can walk into. Let our bodies be turned into the temple that you can dwell in forever. In the name of Jesus, shape us into that tool you want to use to bring glory to yourself in the name of Jesus. If our focuses are on things that will shift our lives from the alignment of destiny, Almighty God, have mercy on us. For we don't know what we ought to pray for. When we stand in prayer, we will be selfish in our prayers. We will only talk of that which will please us. We will only talk of the marriage we need. We will only talk of the money we want. We will only talk of that which will make us feel comfortable. But tonight have we come on today. Life is not that which causes us to be happy. But that which glorifies you. Therefore, Lord, we seek nothing but your will. We seek nothing but your will. We know in the quest of this, troubles will come against us. They will laugh at us. They will say we are useless. But it is in this that we have our strength. David said, For they will encamp around me and tear me apart. But in this will I be joyful. Aye. It is in that that I will be joyful. Set our souls on fire, Lord. Set our souls on fire. Set our souls on fire. Oh, we have been selfish for too long. We have been selfish for too long. Yes, it is obvious and evident. Even in our prayers, we seek that which we want. And we never make mention on what the Lord wants. Oh, Father, have mercy. Have mercy. For this reason, we have come before thee. What would you have us to do for you? What would you have us to do for you? No more is it about our traveling. No more is it about the marriage. No more is it about the finance. But you first, you first, you first. Fill our hearts, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. If money excites us more than your presence, we know we have already failed. We know we have already failed. Therefore, Lord, let nothing be valuable anymore except your presence. Let nothing be valuable anymore except your presence. For without your presence, all things are vanity. Without your presence, everything is pointless. 
Merciful Lord, show us mercy. Show us mercy. Show us mercy. Show us mercy. Because of that which we will get. We we speak evil of others. We lie on others. Sometimes we lie so that we will feel comfortable. We just do anything so that we will feel comfortable. We cheat so that we will feel comfortable. We say things so that we will be happy. But we have realized that in all these things we still find out that our souls are crying for something better. We have not been satisfied with our lies. We have not been satisfied with our negative works. For we know there is only one thing that can satisfy our souls. That is the water of life. Fill us once again, mighty God. Fill us once again, mighty God. Fill us once again, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 May we not be among those that will come in your presence just to take marriage and go. No, no, no. May we not be among those that will come before you just for money. May we not be among those that will come to receive only anointing for ministry. But let us be those that will sit before your glorious throne and decide not to leave. Let us be the people that will climb the altars and sit in prayer without knowing what we are praying for. Let us be among those that will stand even before the altar of prayer and pray, not for anything physical. Let us be among those that will enter into the Holy of Holies and stand before the Ark of the Covenant and begin to utter words that cannot even be understood. Let us be among those that will say, Lord, only you, forever, forever, forever. Let us be those that will value your presence than anything. For what is marriage that the Lord is not in? For what is a traveling without the Lord? For what is money without God? We have seen men that have been chasing after money and have still not been satisfied. What then is it in this world that can satisfy the desires of the heart of man. What is this in this world that cannot even satisfy us? We get money and we still look for money. What is it? What is it? What is it? What can satisfy our hearts? It is the waters of the Spirit. It is the waters of the Spirit. Spirit of the living God. Fill us once again. Fill us once again. Fill us once again. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Wow. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I want to say some few things this evening by the special grace of God. Hallelujah. And I want us to get ready for whatever the Lord has for us. God bless you, Mrs. Frida. God bless you and keep you in the name of Jesus. My son, Dake, praise. May the Lord bless you and lift you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. May the power of God come upon you. May the Lord bless you. My son, George, could you imprint? May the Lord honor you in the name of Jesus. Ah, thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. God bless everybody here. May the grace of the Lord be strong upon you all. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can I say something here this evening? All right. Okay, may the Lord help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Look. Let's read something from Okay. Let me get you the perfect scripture. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. We are reading from verse 21 downwards. Are you following? Thank you, mighty God. There is a newborn baby that the Lord is preserving. Yes, a girl. She will not die in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord is preserving a young girl from one day old to three months. A child like that. Let the presence of the Lord cover that child in Jesus' precious mighty name. All right. Look, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 and 22. The Bible said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name? and do many mighty works in your name verse 23 the bible said and then will i profess unto them i never knew you depart from me ye that work iniquity and then will i declare to them 
I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Mm. Hallelujah. I love the part that the people that came before him said, We have, have we not prophesied in your name? Lord, we prophesied. We prophesied in your name. We casted out devils in your name. In fact, in your name, we did a lot of wonderful works. The Bible said he would declare unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Ah. Now, this scripture is trying to open our eyes on something. And I want to be very plain with you this evening. What the Lord actually wants. What God really wants. Is not that you will prophesy. Hmm. What the Lord really wants. It does not mean God does not want it. But what God really wants. It's not that you cast out devils. Hmm. But what he really wants is that he will know you. Listen to me carefully. What God wants is that he will know you. Not necessarily that you will know him. But the knowing of the Lord on you, or let me say, God knowing you is actually predicated on the foundation of you knowing Him. So listen to me. The people said they prophesied in the name of the Lord. In the name so they knew the name, they had the name, they prophesied, the thing manifested. Now, this scripture, there are so many dimensions of interpretation, but I want to take you into a, a deeper dimension of it so that you will understand. Listen to me, these are not false prophets that the Bible was talking about, these are not false prophets. They are genuine men of God that God has called and anointed. Mm. <laughs> but he said, Depart from me, for I never knew you. That is a serious statement. Not that I knew you today, but tomorrow, for this time, there. I never. But these guys prophesied in his name. Now, a lot of evangelists have actually preached with this scripture, making reference to the point that these people that Jesus was talking about were false prophets. 
But I want you to understand something. That there is a dimension that even those that are called and anointed of the Lord will be will not be allowed to come to the glorious realm of Christ. Those that were prophesying. That is why this is to let you know that whatever your heart should move after is not necessarily anointing. Because you can work for God and still lose your crown. Somebody say, man of God, are you trying to say, hey, man of God? <laughs> Relax. Let me help you. The word of God says something in the book of Luke chapter 10. The Bible said, Jesus sent the disciples and he breathed upon them and when they went to When they went out, the Bible said they casted down devils, they healed the sick, and when they returned to Jesus, they said, Master, it was an amazing experience today. I wish you were there. And Jesus said, really, what happened? And they said, demons were bowing down to us. Some of them, the moment we stand in front of the person that is possessed, the demons will scream and disappear. They were so excited and they were rejoicing. But Jesus said one thing. He said in the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 20. This is what Jesus said to the disciples. He said, However, stop rejoicing because the spirits are submitting to you. <laughs> stop rejoicing because the spirits are submitting to you. Don't rejoice in that one. He said, instead, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Ah. Instead, rejoice because your names, I love the, the NLT said, NLT said, your names are registered as citizens. Your names are registered as citizens of heaven. Oh, hallelujah. That means for your name to be registered as a citizen of heaven is far, far beyond casting out devils. Anything we are supposed to rejoice over is great. Because Rejoice is actually a command from the Lord. That is why the Bible said in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I think verse 16 there, he said, Rejoice forevermore. Rejoice. And again I say 
rejoice. It is a command. Hey. When we prophesy and it's on point, we start jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does not mean we shouldn't be happy. But Jesus said, Don't rejoice that these demons are submitting to you. But there is something that you are supposed to rejoice over. And it is that your names are registered as citizens of heaven. It is greater to be registered as a citizen of heaven than to cast out demons. That means you can cast out demons and not have your name. Registered. Say, say wherever you are, say registered. <laughs> oh my God. Listen to me, child of God. If you want to walk with God, there is a dimension where you will get to. When you want to know God, you will get to that dimension and know that everything doesn't have value except the Lord Himself. I'm telling you. You will not even think of anointing. It will not even come to your mind. Your groanings and everything will be for Christ and not for anything. These are some of the things that the generals were focused on. Their focus were actually on getting God. Are you all with me? Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me, please? Good. This is what the people of old, the generals of God, they were so focused on. Their focus was God and nothing else. So a man can lock himself up in a room for three months 90 days 
and all that he's doing is that he's he's just speaking he's speaking in heavenly languages he wants god he wants god only god and nothing only god and you will see men will lock themselves up and they will start speaking and they are groaning in themselves they are looking for God they are looking for God ah I read the story of one of the generals who entered his room and locked the door. Three months, no water, no food. He did not die because it is the presence of the Lord that is the original life. Not your food, not the food. 90 days, no water, no food. Lying on the floor, God give me you. In our time, they will, they will tell you, don't you have anything proper doing with your life? Don't you have school to go to? Don't you have wives to take care of? Don't you have this? Don't you have this? Don't you have this? Yes. <laughs> By the time you realize you are losing crowns and this man was before the presence of the lord he was lost in god's presence he had experiences in the spirit the lord took him to the heavenly realms higher dimensions in the heavens and when god brought him back it was the third month Three months in the presence of the Lord. No water, no food. When the guy got up and he opened his door, he saw about 70 to 80 people with their mattresses and their clothes, pillows, lying in front of his door. And he asked them, what are you people doing here? He said, on the first day you began to pray, we heard it as if there was a siren that was blowing. We heard it. We could not stay. So we have been praying with you for those three months right here. He was not aware. When I, I remember those times, I was reading the story of D.L. Moody and I was in tears. Yeah. The focus of this man was not anointing for ministry. It was God himself. 
God. I want God. I want God. He never planned to enter into ministry. These people will lock, they will climb the mountains and be there for two years, three years before the presence of God. The Bible said Moses entered into the mountain and he stayed on top of the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. What was Moses eating? The Bible said he came out of the mountain and he did not know that his face was shining with light. Aye. And when the people saw him, they began to draw backwards. Moses, what have you brought? What is this? That we can't even look at your face. He did not know that his face was shining. But we have a group of people nowadays. Our focus is that we are looking at our faces in the mirror to see whether it is shining or not. Look at this. How? Oh. We just want people to see that we too we day. Let me tell you the gospel truth. Those that are seriously anointed don't even have their focus on anointing. Put this at the back of your mind. And I want to let you know what I mean by that. People of God, we are on a journey. Huh? We are on a journey. And that journey is to God, not to heaven. We are not going to heaven, we are going to God. Put this at the back of your mind. We are going to God. And going to God, there are pathways. There are things you encounter in your walk and in your journey to God. That is why the word of God has told us. If you look throughout scripture, God, the Bible said that God called Moses into the mountain. And God showed him the temple which was in heaven. And God gave Moses measurements and parameters that he should build something similar on the earth. Now. This tabernacle that Moses built actually speaks of our entire life on this earth. It speaks on our journey towards God. Listen to this carefully. If you don't know this one, you will not know where you are even going in life. And you will not even know what it is that destiny life is all about. You will not know. We are on a journey. There is a realm where you enter into prayer. You don't know what you are praying for. You are not praying on a topic. You don't have any topic. You are just praying. 
Ketoa, Ipampa, Palagada, you begin to roar in your spirit, Meliakatia, Ipwadia, Nadelegata. At that realm, nothing like money comes to your mind. At that realm, nothing like marriage comes to your mind. You just begin to roar. You just begin to roar. Kepanda diatrasa. Papa la 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 la. Ya papa papa la 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 is on God. I am going for God. I am going for God. For God is my high calling. I have been called into a higher realm. That is where I am going. I am not focusing on any other thing. So in prayer you begin to groan. Lord give me you. For he said, I am the Lord your God that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Oh Lord, fill me with you. You are journeying towards God. God is your price. God is your price. He is the one you are looking for. I am going to God. I am going to God. I am going to God. And as this becomes your focus, you will get anointed without knowing. The money will come without you praying for it. The car will come without you. Oh, Maradias. These men stood in the presence of the Lord. They will enter into a town. And all of a sudden, people will run from that town. They will move away from their house and enter police stations. And say, we are sinners. We want to give our lives to Christ. They will say, we don't give our lives to Christ at the police station. They will make empires and say, ah, D.L. Moody is in town. D.L. The the presence of one man can become like a blanket that will cover a whole town and the people and these people when you take a photograph of them you can literally see a certain light around their head you will know that this one is not an anointing there is a particular kind of presence that is not linked to oil it is not anointing matter there is something bigger than anointing and that is God and he is our destination we are going to God we are not looking for anointing for anything we are going to God we are looking for God Holy God saw us God where is God and as we begin to spend time in the presence of the Lord the addictions break 
work without we knowing. So we get up and we that were once people that normally get angry at all things. People will insult us and we say, This is the Lord. Somebody will lie against us. We will just listen to the issue and smile because our focus is on God. You will not intentionally call people to pray for them to be healed. You will smile at the sick and they instantly get healed. There is a realm, children of God. There is a realm that is beyond anointing. It is called the presence of the Lord. When we spend time in that dimension, we we are not focusing on money. Oh, we are not focusing on anointing for ministry. We are just looking for God. We bow before the Lord. That is the realm when we begin to pray. We don't want that prayer to end. We are not praying on a topic. We are just speaking in the language of the Holy Ghost. Drawing the Lord God inside us. Hey, if they said Christ is in me, why am I not seeing that Christ? I will pray him out. I will pray him out until Christ manifests. I will not stop this thing called prayer until I say that Christ. I am not stopping this prayer. And in this, witches can come near you because they have seen that the man has entered the realm. They have seen that the man has broken into a new dimension. That is where we are not praying for material things. We have entered into a realm far above all principalities. That is when we begin to legislate. That is when we begin to speak. It is in that dimension that your presence alone will begin to do miracles. You are not focusing on miracles. That is why you will know why the Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe. They will not do the signs. The signs will follow them. The signs will follow them. So you get to a realm where signs and wonders are things that do follow you. Your focus are not on them. They begin to follow. You enter a place, the sick get healed. You enter a place, the blind man will just begin to see. That is not your focus. We are not rejoicing that these guys are seen. We are rejoicing that our names have been read registered as citizens of heaven and as citizens of heaven we walk on the earth bringing down our atmosphere I pray for somebody listening to me that from today you will not find anything as sweet as the presence of the Lord when you begin to pray may you not end your prayer in one hour may you not end your prayer in 30 minutes may you not end your prayer in two hours. May you continually groan in the presence of the Lord that the Holy Ghost will work on you. The ability to stand in before the presence of the Lord in prayer. The garment of prayer. Let it fall on somebody. Let the garment of prayer fall on somebody. This is the way of life. The way of life. 
We have spent a lot of years praying to God for material things. I am not saying they are wrong. Some of them, God wants them for you. You, you actually need them. But that is not the original, original thing you really need. I'm telling you. So let me tell you this. There are people that have conquered witches and they did that by not praying against them. They did that by journeying into the dimensions of God. Mm. If you decide not to grow in Christ, you always spend time praying against these ones. If you decide not to journey, so you are trying to climb a certain ladder and somebody that is beneath you is trying to pull you down. You can decide to spend time and come down and beat the person and when you are trying to climb, the person will come again. You can decide to get down and beat them. As you keep doing these things, you are wasting years. But there are those that as they begin to climb, no matter the obstacles, you can put your hands in their pocket whilst they are climbing and take their phones. They don't care. They are focusing on that which they are looking for. So you can take their wallet and take the money. They don't care. They are going to God. They are going to God. They will not come down and fight with you. No. But they will realize that the more they journey, they will get to a certain height where that money that they took from his pocket would be in abundance in that dimension. And at that point, their whole focus will not really be on the money. They will just use it as a stepping stone. So there are dimensions on the ladder we are climbing towards God that the money they took from you yesterday that you did not go down to pick it. It will be another stepping stone into a greater realm. Listen to me, child of God. There is a way towards the Lord. There is a way towards God. You see people like man of God. I've been praying now for the fruit of the womb. I'm not getting. So me, I think... God has disappointed me. Let me go. Maybe somebody told me that there is a malam that can help me. You are out of your mind. You don't know what life is. You are just against your own self and against God. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Do you know life? Do you know what life is? Do you know? The man of God. My my in-laws are insulting me. They are always saying that I am, I am, I am. They are saying I'm impotent. They are saying I'm infertile. They are insulting man of God. So because of in-laws, do you know life? Listen to me. Oh Jesus Christ of Nazareth! I wish we all could get this. Listen, child of God. By the special grace of God, we have all heard of amazing testimonies on this platform. And there are moments that what we are actually praying for is not what God will do. He will do different things. There are moments too that He will do that which we are praying for. But this is the focus of God. That we all will journey towards Him and grow. That we are looking for Him. 
He does these things for us, but he does not want us to stay in a place where we think that those things are normal. We have arrived. No, that is why he told the disciples, I can see you are rejoicing because you casted out devils. Don't rejoice in this one. Don't rejoice. Because if you do, there is a way the enemy can let you think you have arrived. There are people in all the prayers they are praying is for an anointing. So anytime they are fasting, it is for anointing. Anytime they are praying, it is for grace. So the moment the anointing comes and the grace comes, they think that is all they have arrived because that was their destination. But we that we are praying for God, <laughs> you know, God does not end. So that means our prayer should not even end. We that are praying for God, we are supposed to pray forever. It came to our palace. So when we even see anointed, that is not the God we are looking for. We journey once we are anointed. We don't stop as those that were praying for a mountain stopped. We are dreading a mountain will come whilst we are running after God. Grace will come, money will come whilst we are journeying after God. But still, the focus is not on these things, it is still on God. If your focus is on money and money comes, you will end there. That is where your destiny ends. But we, our journey is towards God. We see money, we see anointing, we see all these things. We are not moved by them. We are not moved. I want to be very plain with you. There are some of us. Anytime, let me, let me just say one thing about myself. So that we all understand. I'm not trying to lift myself, but it's just something for understanding i get more excited in my soul and in my spirit when angels are sent by god to me to speak about my journey towards god and that which i'm supposed to do i get more excited in that than angels that will appear in the prophetic meeting I'm telling you. I'm telling you the gospel truth. This is plain. And there is a particular angel that normally visits me anytime I am in need of a certain depth of God's knowledge. And when he appears, we normally enter into a realm where you find nothing but only clouds, clouds. And we see, I will see myself sitting on the cloud, hanging in the realm of the heavens with the angel, and he will start talking. And when he speaks, it echoes as if we are in a room. And, and these things are pathways in Christ. He doesn't talk about anointing for ministry. He does not talk about money. No. He tells me that which is being 
building up in my heart that will fight against my, my destiny with Christ. That said, this is what the law says. Recently, pride has been growing inside you. Enter into a realm of fasting and prayer that pride will be broken from you in that period. Said, you are coming up gradually, but be careful. This and this and this is ahead of you that is set to stop your focus on God. Be careful. I love these kind of messages than I don't know if I'm getting what I'm saying. I'm telling you, people of God, these things, hey, anointing is anointing. Anointing is anointing. You can pray. The blind eyes will open. We have seen that here. Huh? The dead crown will come back to life. But Jesus said, we should not rejoice in these things. Hey! Let me tell you, the tabernacle that God instructed Moses to build, the tabernacle had three dimensions. It is like a house that has been built with only two rooms and a wall that has been built around it. So when you enter the main gate, which is actually in the wall, and you enter through it, you have entered into the compound of the house. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then straight from the compound of the house, you now enter the main house, where you open the first door and enter the, main, the first room, and open the second door and enter the third room. Or let me say the second room that is in the house. So the compound, so we are actually having three gates. The first gate is the one that opens for you to enter the compound of the house. Then the second gate opens for you to enter the first room. And the second gate opens for you to enter the second room. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So it's just like this simple, a house and a wall that has been built around that house. And the house is actually only two rooms. That means the house actually will have two gates. Then the wall that was built around the house will also have a gate. So if you calculate, you have three gates. And all these three gates, where, when you enter through the gate, you will appear at a place. So when you enter through the main gate that is in, the, in front of the wall, you will enter the compound of the house. That is the first gate. So the first gate leads you into the compound. The second gate is now found in the house that is built. And the second gate will lead you into one room. And in that room, there is another gate that leads you into the other. So this is how the tabernacle of Moses was built. I see the Spirit of the Lord come upon you. Now, when you enter through the, the first gate, 
the place you enter according to the tabernacle that God asked Moses to build. According to the tabernacle that God asked Moses to build. When you enter the first gate, when you enter into it, the place you come to, which actually I'm just using our normal understanding as the compound, is called the court. The court. C O U R T. C O U R T. It is called the court. So the Bible said in the book of Psalm 100, verse 4, enter into his gate. So now, when you hear the word gate, what are you thinking about? The first gate that is actually in the wall. Are you following? So it is by thanksgiving that we enter into that gate. And the moment we enter into the gate, we appear at the place called the court, which is normally like the compound. So the Bible said in Psalm 100 verse 4, enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So now, we have now entered through the gate and we have appeared at the court. Is that the only place we are going? No. There is something in the last room for us. And that is where God has called us into. So we were all outside the gate. Outside. And God called us. So it was the calling of the Lord that enabled us to enter into the gate to appear in the court. So right now we are standing in the court, no, which is like the compound. And we are looking at the house. But when we entered the court or the compound, we saw two things over there. The first thing we saw was something like an altar where they kill lambs and burn them on that altar. And the second thing we saw was a basin full of water. These are the two things we found in the court. Are you following? Good. So in the courts of God, there are two things. The first one is the altar, the brazen altar. The altar on which we burn sacrifices unto God. Wow, look at what the message Bible says. Psalm 100 verse 4. He said, enter with the password, thank you. <laughs> enter with the password, thank you. Make yourself at home. Talking, praise. Thank him, worship him. Look at that. So when you come and stand in front of the gate, if you want the gate to open, you have to say, thank you, Lord. Then the gate opens. That is why he said, enter into the gate with thanksgiving. Now, when you enter into the gate, you appear at a place called the court. Then the court, you talk praise. Praise the mighty God. Ah, I love this. So you see, this is a journey, children of God. We are journeying towards God. We are going to God. God is the one that called us, not heaven. Heaven did not call us. God called us. He called us. So we are going to Him. 
you that your destination is heaven is deceiving you. So now, the whole message that men of God are preaching, do this so that you can go to heaven. Do this so that you can go to heaven. No. No. I wish I could give a certain scripture power for us to understand. Listen to what the Bible says. Job chapter 4 verse 18. Job chapter 4 verse 18. Let's read something that God said about heaven. God was speaking about the angels. The Bible said, Behold, he put no trust in his servants, and his angels he charged with folly. Do you know the word folly? Folly means foolishness. And there's a scripture in the same book of Job when he said, The heavens are not pleasant in his sight. So, heaven where you want to go. Message Bible says, why God doesn't even trust his own self? Hey! God, he does not trust. And his angels, he does not even cheer them up. Are you all with me? He said, Behold, he put no trust in his saints. Yes, the heavens are not clean in his sight. <laughs> so, heavens that you want to enter, the Bible said they are not even clean in the sight of God. Hey, I don't want to say anything. So listen, child of God, you have been called to God. God is a, a, a dimension. God is a realm greater than heaven. So our journey is beyond heaven. We are going beyond heaven. We will bypass heaven and still be going. So listen, if you if your focus, listen to me, child of God. This is what the devil is doing. Everybody working on this earth in his subconscious mind has a destination. And when you look into the minds of people, you realize that about 95% of human beings don't have the destination God prepared for us in their minds. There are those that are journeying in prayer and everything just for anointing. 
So the anointing is their destination. There are those that are journeying before God only to go to heaven when they die. But there are those whose focus is on God. And those are the people that if you want to bring God from his throne to the earth. Paul said, There is a body that is prepared for me in the heavens. Because of this, I am groaning that I will be clothed upon with this glorious body. Child of God. So when you enter the courts, when you enter into the compound of a house, what actually allows you to see that which, let me say, the light of that compound is the sun. Do you know that? It is the sun that shines there for you to now see things. But when you enter into the room, the sun does not shine in the first room. So there must be a certain kind of light that will be provided to you that is in the second room. That is what God is trying to say. The more we journey into Him, the moment you enter into the second, or let me say the first room in the house, now you have bypassed the life of biology. You have lived the life. You have now moved out of the life of a human. When I say human, let me bring it down for you to understand. Because it is actually the sun that produces light for plants to prepare their own food. And the food that plants prepare is actually where we also get our, our meals. That is how God made it. So we are actually, when you enter into the court, you are living by the light of the sun. But there is another light that is greater than the sun. And it can be found in the first room of that house. But before you can enter into the room of that house, to partake of that which is in there, you have to first Sacrifice yourself on that altar. Mm. And that altar that you found at the court, known as the brazen altar, it is a kind of altar that when you sacrifice yourself on it, you don't die. So we call that kind of sacrifice a living sacrifice. So you sacrifice yourself and you are still living. That is why Paul said, my brethren, I beseech you therefore that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. If you can't sacrifice a lot of things in your flesh because God gave you the chance to enter into his court, he is now coming to purge you because you can't go before the glorious throne of God with this kind of you. So the scripture that tells us, come boldly before the throne of grace, there is a whole lot that goes in there before you come before God's throne of grace. A whole lot. 
It is that dimension that you enter. You sacrifice all your emotions. At first, you used to, used to brag with your certificate. You used to brag or as a medical doctor. And you, you begin to see people lesser than yourself because you're a doctor. You get to that altar and they burn that thing out of you. Paul said, I count all but loss. Who was brilliant than Paul? Blessed in knowledge. But Paul said, I count all but loss. When you get to that dimension, you can't brag with any physical thing in your life. Do you know who I am? Do you know who my mother is? Those things disappear because you sacrifice all of them. On the altar, it is that dimension that God can let you sacrifice a woman you want to marry. (laughs) You get there, and your plan is to become a pilot. But once you enter the court, God says that I have called you as my prophet. Drop that pilot ambition. You have to sacrifice it on that altar. People get there and they turn back because they can't sacrifice. Mm. People get there, they sacrifice. God will tell them, Give me your heart. So you see, the same person that is sacrificing himself is the same person as the priest that is bringing himself on that altar to be sacrificed. I don't know if you can catch what I'm trying to say. It is like Abraham coming to sacrifice Isaac as a lamb. And he placed Isaac on the altar and immediately fire came from above and bent Isaac. This so Abraham has become the priest and Isaac has become the sacrifice that Abraham is presenting unto God. But this time around, you are the one presenting yourself unto God and you are the same priest. That is what makes it a living sacrifice. Because once you, the priest, you bring something to the altar, the thing burns, and you, the priest, go away. But when you are the altar, when you are the sacrifice and the priest at all times, you must live and still die at the same time. That is why people get there, they get back. Because the thing looks serious. You have to forego everything, sometimes including your family, and still keep going. Hey, do you know the kind of insults you will get? That Peter was at the seashore. He knows he has a wife and two children at home. He's struggling to get a fish, sell, get some money, and feed the family. 
Jesus would just walk to the place and say, Peter, follow me. And for two weeks, Peter has not heard of the family. And people started talking. People started talking. What are you doing? Why have you left your family and this and that and that? So he sacrificed. The insults alone has caused many people to turn back. The insults. The insults alone. Especially when after the sacrifice, things begin to go bad for you. Ah. You are in trouble. People get there, God will tell them, go and empty your bank account. Hey! Oh, what are you trying to say? Lord, I have family to take care of. God, what are you saying? What will people say? What will people say? And if, if the person obeys, and for three months, things begin to go bad. Police will come and arrest the man, and there will still be God watching. Hey, God! The people will start talking. What kind of foolish sacrifice is that? He said, God said this. Why can't that same God? And many people will turn back and say, God, I can't do this. It's okay. Let me tell you that is why, if you're a believer, once you become a Christian, the first thing you do is sacrifice. I'm telling you. It, and sacrifice is actually our lifestyle in the kingdom. If you can't sacrifice, there will be no way you can journey to where God has called you to. Because you will sacrifice a lot, including your own dignity, your own integrity. Who was close to Jesus? There was none like him. But he came to a point so low. The people started spitting on him. He sacrificed his glory and integrity, his realm of power, and he became solo. That is the lifestyle God has called us to live. If you can't do that, the journey will be very difficult for you. Some of us, the little money, we can't even let it go to God's kingdom. We can't. We just can't give our money to God. We just can't do it. We just can't sell, say to our boyfriend, please, it's over. I want to focus on God. We can't even forgo our boyfriend for the sake of Christ. We just can't say, I will eat this food for two weeks. I want to fast. We can't even forgo our food. We just don't want to. You are living by, by, by the light of the sun. And let me tell you, anything that lives by the light of the sun dies because a tree dies. The same tree that is giving you food to eat, it dies. God is bringing us to a realm where he wants you to die and still live at the same time. But if you say you don't want it, you can die. And not live again. 
the part two of this message will come God willing tomorrow. Today I'm just touching on some few things. Exactly. May the Lord help us. So right after we have been sacrificed, at that point we have given all. We have given out everything. Everything. God now draws us to the place where there is the basin of water still in the court. And in that basin of water, He washes us. As the priest, you wash your hands. At that point, he has made you clean. He has purged your body. That is where baptism, water baptism takes place. So that many of us here, we have been baptized by the Holy Ghost and still we have not yet been baptized by water. I beg you, get a time and do this. It has a help for your life. And after that dimension, where we have been cleansed by the waters, God begins to feed us gradually. We enter into the first room of the house. And the first thing we saw when we entered the first room was a table. And that table had 12 loaves of bread on it. 12 loaves of bread. And those 12 loaves of bread, they are known as the show bread. The show bread. And that word show means like you are showing something to somebody. It is the word, it is the same word for manifestation. And that bread actually is the bread of life, known as the word. So you are supposed to eat of that word. And when it enters into you, the word has an ability to show itself. And that ability of the word to show itself is known as the manifestation of the word. So as we read the book of John chapter 1 verse 14, the word of God told us that and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So there is an ability of that word you are eating as the bread of life to manifest. But the moment you eat the bread does not mean you are going to manifest it. No. Because you need other ingredients that will add up to the word for you to manifest. Now get this. And the word is, we have 12 loaves of bread. Every loaf speaks of one, a dimension of the word of God. So there are 12 main dimensions of God's word. 12 main. The first bread, when you take it to eat, it, it, it tastes like breast milk, even though it is bread. Because at that dimension, you have now become like a newborn baby washed with the waters so you are supposed to eat all the 12 loaves of bread before you move on to the next dimension and I'm going to touch on each of the dimension of the bread one by one God willing, tomorrow I will start. But after eating the 12 loaves of bread, 
there is the next thing you move towards. Now, when you enter into the first room in the building, you realize that the sun is not shining there anymore. But you are still supposed to see what is there so that you can take it. So there is what gives light to that room. And that what gives light to that room is called the menorah. The menorah. And the menorah is the seven candlesticks. The seven candlesticks. Good. That is what my son Dakar Prince has posted. That is how it looks like. Those of you who have seen that before but don't know what it is. It is called the seven candlesticks. The word of God even told us in the book of Revelation that they are actually a manifestation of the seven churches. And I'm going to touch on them gradually, God willing, tomorrow. That means even the church, the body of Christ, is not actually in the court. We have now entered into the first room. That is where we are. So as the body of Christ, our source of light is not from the sun. We are not supposed to live our lives like those that are still at the court. We have entered into the place because we have partaken of the the breast milk of the word of God. We have partaken of the dimensions of God's word. Now, the word of God told us that this light, this menorah, which is actually the seven candlesticks that bends for us to have light. Can you all hear me? Somebody said, man of God, please, I can't hear you. Please check your side, Amen. We have about three minutes to end. So I want to just um, move very fast and touch on this. So from the bread, which speaks of the word of God, we move to where the light is. And the light is the seven candlesticks. And the Bible talks about the fact that what actually is in that candlestick that causes the light to shine is called oil. 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 Now, this oil, the Bible told us that they got it from the olive tree. So it is actually the olive oil that causes the candle to, to, to shine. And the oil is a symbol of the Spirit of God. So it is actually, when you eat of the bread, then you pour oil into the candlestick, light will manifest. That means that a combination of the Spirit and the Word actually gives you light. And that word light in the kingdom of God is the word revelation. There is no way something can be revealed unto you until there is light. And light actually is a combination of the Word and the Spirit. So when the spirit unveils the word, you can now see that which is there, which is the truth. So the spirit is also known as the spirit of truth. Because the truth is already there, but people don't know it. Unless the spirit unveils it. So after eating the bread, the Bible talked about the fact that the time came... David went to fight, and when he returned, he was hungry. There was no food. 
he entered into the temple of the Lord and he took of the showbread and ate. That showbread was is only meant for the priest. He took it and ate. And God did not do anything to him. And he became very strong. And his eyes were enlightened. My God. So people of God, if you are praying to God for anointing, once you get to the menorah and you get in touch of the oil, that is where you end. That is where you end your journey. But there are those that want to go beyond anointing. And if you want to go beyond anointing, the next thing you go to is called the altar of incense. <laughs> and anytime you hear the word altar, it means there is sacrifice. So you have to sacrifice something great before you can now enter into the holy of holies. So listen, in every dimension, huh? In all the three dimensions of the journey to God, there is a sacrifice. Put this at the back of your mind. May the Lord help us and grant us divine grace even to walk before Him and not turn back. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you people of God. Right after here, I'm going to upload this afternoon's message and this one too. So please, very soon you are going to get the notification. If you have not Follow um, this page, kindly follow it so that you can get notifications anytime we upload something. The Lord is going to be a great blessing to you. We are going to meet this night at exactly 12 a.m. for priesthood time. We are going to be in prayer. Join us. We will take charge and the Lord God Almighty will fulfill His will even in our lives. The Lord bless you all and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Keep shining. If you want to support the work of God, the number is 024031255. Keep supporting. The Lord will be a great blessing to you. See you tonight at exactly 12 a.m. GMT. God bless you. Shalom. Bye-bye.